Chapter 19 Okay, yes, I had screwed up, but I was determined to fix the problem. So I basically lied. The next day I told Jake and Cassie that it had happened. The Hereth Elint. I told them it had happened in great detail. I went on and on about how weird it was. I was very convincing. And they fell for it. Of course, if I'd tried to fool Axe, it wouldn't have worked. Because, see, I didn't really know what was going to happen during this DNA burping. None of us had really understood Axe when he explained it. Once he starts in about zero space, we all just kind of glaze over. But if I had tried to trick Axe, he would have asked the one question neither Jake nor Cassie thought to ask. What did you do with the extra crocodile? Anyway, when I saw Jake the next day in school and told him it was all over, he believed me. Even Cassie believed me because I told her in a hurried whisper as we changed classes. I think if I'd had to look her right in the face, she would have known I was lying. I had no choice. I had to make it to the Barry and Cindy Sue show. One way or another, whatever it took, we had to stop Jeremy Jason from endorsing the sharing on that show. See, I knew I was okay, because all I had to do was to control my emotions. Just stay unemotional, and I wouldn't go into uncontrolled morphs. And I'm good at handling emotion. Except anger, maybe. I have a small problem with anger. But who is going to make me mad on a stupid TV show? It would be fine. Fine. Uh Uh-huh. After school, I took a taxi again to my dad's hotel. I had the taxi pass by my house. Work crews were already there, ripping out the shattered remains of our kitchen and my bedroom. They had one of those supersized dumpsters out front, full of plasterboard and two-by-fours. Did you hear what happened to that place? The taxi driver asked me. House just fell apart. I tell you, the way they build things nowadays... To my surprise, my dad was actually at the hotel, waiting for me. About time, he said a little frantically as soon as I walked in the room. The show goes live at five o'clock. It's almost three. Where have you been? School. Oh, yeah, school. Come on, come on. Fortunately, we can walk to the studio and avoid traffic. It's just down the street. Five minutes. Choosing an outfit took very little time. I only had about three things salvaged from the wreck of my bedroom. I quickly called Cassie to tell her to hurry, too. She was supposed to meet me at the studio. She wasn't home, which probably meant she was already waiting for me. That was the plan. Cassie would be with me. The others would try to get into the studio in innocent-looking morphs. But we knew the Yerks would be watching the place. They'd probably have some of their people in the audience. And for all any of us knew... Barry or Cindy Sue themselves might be controllers. Are you nervous? My dad asked as we hustled rapidly down the street. Not really, I said. Nationwide live TV broadcast? Millions of people watching? Coast to coast? And you're not nervous? Now I am, I muttered. I suppressed the nervousness. I couldn't afford to feel anything. I just had to get through this without feeling any extreme emotion. I could do that. We blew past the receptionist at the studio, my dad in the lead, looking like Mr. Big Time, and me double-stepping to keep up. Cassie was waiting in the lobby and got swept up with us. How are you doing? She asked me. I shrugged. Great. Really? 
Yep. Nervous? Nope. Excited? No. Scared? Definitely not. She leaned close and whispered, Do we have a plan? I mean, what exactly are we doing about Jeremy Jason? I shrugged. We're stopping him. How? I grinned. We're improvising. Uh-oh. Suddenly, a llama came tearing past. Its dainty hooves skittered crazily on the waxed linoleum. It turned a corner and was gone. What the? My dad said. Cool, Cassie said. Her eyes lit up the way they do when she sees any animal. It's a llama. They're really neat animals, you know. They... Suddenly, two people dressed in khaki raced up and shoved past us. They turned the corner after the llama and were gone. The three of us just stood there staring at each other. Then a third person, a woman with a clipboard, ran up breathlessly. Did you see a llama? I pointed. That way. Hey, what's the deal? My dad asked. The woman shook her head like the world was coming to an end. Bart Jacobs on the show with his animals. The llama made a run for it. Smart animal. Bart Jacobs? The name sounded familiar. Isn't he that guy who takes animals on the talk shows? Cassie made a disapproving look. That's him, all right. I hate seeing wild animals dragged into studios and treated like, well, if there are no more wild animals, my dad interrupted. We have to keep moving. He started off again, and we fell into step behind him. He swept us up in his wake toward the makeup room. The door was open. A woman with weird hair and black lipstick looked at my dad and gave a little leer. Then she looked at me and Cassie, like she was trying to figure out what to do with our faces. She is the one, my father said, pointing at me. Rachel, meet Ty. Ty, my daughter Rachel. She's on the show. The skin is beautiful, Ty said, but I think we want more body in the hair. She grabbed a handful of my hair and sort of threw it disdainfully. What do you use on your hair? I told her the brand. She sneered. My dad took off to schmooze with some people he knew. And Ty shoved me into a barbershop-style chair, whipped a sheet over me, and began doing things with brushes. I hate being shoved around like that. It really kind of made me mad. This hair! This hair! Ty complained. Then she yanked. Way too hard. I hate being yanked. Suddenly, Ty backed away. What is happening to your hair? It's... it's turning gray! I looked past her to the mirror. I saw two things. I saw Cassie's horrified expression, and I saw my hair turning gray. Gray and shaggy. Like a wolf. It was happening! I'd gotten mad at Ty, and I was morphing into a wolf! I shot a desperate glance at Cassie. Cassie acted instantly. Look! she cried. Out in the hallway! It's, um, it's Kevin Costner! And Tom Cruise, too! Ty screamed, Where? Where? Dropped her brush and ran for the door. I focused. Calm. Calm. No emotion. But Cassie wasn't helping. At all. You lied! To me! Again! You didn't do that herethylent thing at all! You're still allergic! I'm trying to be calm, Cassie. I warned, I'm trying to demorph. You can't do this stupid show while you're still this way. I'm doing the show. It's the only way. I'm not letting this creep... Now look, you're just making me upset. The gray fur was beginning to grow on the backs of my arms and hands. I shut my eyes. No anger, 
No anger. No anger. I didn't see Kevin Costner out there, Ty said suspiciously when she returned. I was sure that was him, Cassie said. Sorry. Now, what was going on with your hair? Ty asked, staring baffled at my now normal head. Um, not enough conditioning? I suggested. And that's when I suffered my second emotional jolt. Because that's when the cutest boy on the planet walked into the makeup room. Jeremy Jason, I heard Cassie whisper in awestruck tones. No emotion. No emotion, I told myself. But you have no idea just how massively cute he was up close like that. And then he smiled at Cassie and gave her a little half-hug, like he'd probably done with a million fans before. I saw Cassie's knees buckle. She actually wobbled. Hi, I'm Jeremy Jason McColl, he said to me. Are you on the show too? Yes, I said, trying to sound like a robot. Yes, I am on the show too. I didn't get up from the makeup chair, and I didn't shake his hand. Because I have to tell you the truth. Even knowing what I know now, even knowing what kind of person he was, even knowing that inside his head there lived an evil, gray, yerk slug, if he'd hugged me like he had Cassie, I would have morphed. I would have morphed big time.